Welcome to the, the Youth, youth ministry, ministry in Motion podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What's going on, youth workers? Hope you're doing well. It's Saturday for me, where I'm at. It's probably about 9.34. And uh, I don't know where you're at right now, what time of day it is, what country you're in. But I hope you're having a good one, no matter what. I hope that you are enjoying the day. I had a great day today. Uh, I'm a big fan of thrift stores, so I went and did a little thrifting today. Found a few things that I liked and uh, came home. That was it. It was a good day. Uh, started the day out with uh, with a peanut butter waffle with pecans on top. So I don't know if anybody's a foodie out there, but let me tell you what. If you eat a uh, waffle with peanut butter and pecans on top from Waffle House, it is literally impossible to have a bad day. So if you're a, uh, a Waffle House person, uh, I greet you. I welcome you. And uh, I, uh, if you're not in the club of Waffle House, let me encourage you that wherever you're at, try the peanut butter waffle with pecans. It'll change your life. Uh, so today we have things to talk about. But before we get into uh, the topic of the day, I want to make sure that I welcome in some new folks uh, that are listening to the podcast. The cities being represented this week. Uh, based on the listens uh, from the past seven days. Boulder, which I don't know too many other places, Boulder, so I'm going to say Boulder, Colorado. Welcome, Boulder. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome, Birmingham, Alabama. There's uh, some people in my own town listening to the podcast. Amazing, amazing. And then uh, Boydton, Virginia. I had to look that up because there, there can't be that many Boydtons in the country. So I just said, where is Boyden? And it said Virginia. So if you're in Virginia listening, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Um, countries that are represented, and this may be the first time that I've seen this, but uh, and you can correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but Hong Kong. Welcome, Hong Kong. Thank you for, uh, for listening. Uh, thank you for doing youth ministry where you're at. And South Africa. So South Africa, welcome. Thank you for being here and listening to the podcast. Let's give it up. Let's give them a big round of applause. Round of applause for Hong Kong and South Africa. Thank you for being a part of the I'm going to put a sound. I'm, I'm going to use, uh, eventually, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go ahead and have some, uh, some sound effects, some clapping sound effects. What do you think about that? We can put that in there, right? Instead of me just clapping, but I don't know. You can let me know. Uh, but I think that's what I'm going to do. I think this this podcast needs more sound effects, and I'm going to start using them. So just I'm just warning you now uh, that I feel like sound effects need to be a thing. Uh, so today we're talking about youth ministry event sign-up secrets, and uh, I want to help you because it is the season of signing up, whether that's for camp or some event or a conference you're going to or something. I know that we're still in pandemic mode, but people are starting to move out a little bit more. And once again, precautions are taken, hopefully, uh, in no matter what scenario you're in. But you want kids to sign up for them. You, you're like, hey, we need to get this thing rolling here. We, we need to take every precaution, be safe, wear masks, wash hands, six feet apart, all the good stuff. Uh, and uh, boy, let me tell you, the six feet apart rule, is going to help you at camp this year. <laughs> uh, right. It's not just no PDA. It's, it's no, it's no, it's not even six feet, people, six feet. It's a rule. It's not a law, but it's a rule. Six feet. Enforce it. 
between those guys and girls, right? So that's a blessing in disguise, right? <laughs> uh, before we get into the secrets, though, and some things that I think are going to help you get more kids signed up for your events, be sure to go over to facebook.com uh, and Youth Ministry in Motion. This is a group. If you're new or if you're, you're even if you're a, a regular listener, uh, this is a group. It's not a page. I notice that I'm getting a lot of hits on the page, Youth Ministry Motion page. That's just a page. Uh, but if you look, it needs to be the group. If you're wanting to join the group, just look for the Youth Ministry in Motion group. And it should be Facebook.com's uh, Youth Ministry in Motion group and look under groups. And you can join us there and you can talk about your love of Waffle House or your love of thrift stores and, and cool things you find there for youth ministry. In fact, that's what I want to do. I'm going to post some pictures there of things that I found at the thrift store that I have used for youth ministry. And I think you'll be like, wow, uh, that's kind of cool. But go over there, find the group. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a, a few questions that you ask to get in because we want to make sure that, you know, you're interested in being in there and not just lurking around all the time. We, we like people who discuss. Now, you can you can lurk, uh, but we'd like you to, you know, put your voice out there, be a part of the group and be a part of those things. So we put questions there, uh, go through those, join us and let's get some discussion rolling. OK, all right. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is. Uh, event sign-up secrets. And I got to tell you that one of my biggest headaches in youth ministry was the sign-up system for events. It, it is an exercise in, it was an exercise in futility, it seemed most days where you were trying to get somebody signed up for this thing that, you know, that I thought was really cool. And I'd say that you want to be at this, you want to go to this. Uh, and, you know, I understand that names on a paper these days feels archaic. And I'm going to do a whole thing on sign up things you can use. Um, this is not going to be the subject for this, but it's going to be another subject about using uh, uh, different tools, um, digital sign up things like apps and other things. I'm going to do a little review on some of those. But really, putting names on a sheet really feels archaic at this point in history. Uh, it you know it feels like we're asking students to churn butter, and the real question we have to ask is, well, how do we fix that then? Right? Well. We're going to fix that, first of all, by dealing with our stuff first. Then we'll talk about digital uh, signups and all that kind of stuff, right? But it doesn't matter, right, it, with events, at least for me, right? It, it's it, you're gonna, it's me, it's you, it's, it's something, you know, that I've experienced, probably some of you have heard as well. And uh, it doesn't matter how many names you have on your sheet of paper and or how many people have DM'd you, right, and said they were going. A quarter to half of those students will not show up. And back in the day, you know, when when Facebook created events, right, as a, as a feature, and it was released many, many moons ago, by now, uh, I thought it was a godsend, right? It became great to, you know, get kids on there and so forth. But then as new platforms begin to spring up, and they will always spring up, uh, kids are going to transition out of that, right? Uh, and then the, the event feature of Facebook became great for parents, right? To let parents know that there was an event. The students moved on and you're chasing kids, right? Through this maze of, of social media platforms to try to figure out how you can get them informed and get them uh, signed up. But listen, things are always changing. And if you want to communicate that an event is coming or, or, or it's important, it's an important event or it's a fun event and you want kids to sign up for it, well, you're going to have to change how you're doing things. But let's first consider, this is the first consideration here. 
Let's consider why kids don't sign up. And I'm going to give you four things here, four reasons why kids don't sign up. Number one, they're busy. And you know what? That's our events. And maybe the goal is, listen, maybe we'll have less events. So we're only going to do one or two major events a year. Uh, and maybe one event, you know, you can't have events, 10 events a month. Uh, it's just not going to work out for you. You, you have to decide which events are going to be uh, fruitful and which events you don't have to make a big deal about and you don't need to sign up for. You just say, look, we're going to do this thing. Come join us if you want. But if there are events like camp or a conference or a missions trip or whatever it is, you must put into consideration the calendar. Uh, uh, you know, both the parents' calendar, the vacation calendar, all those things. And it might truly be that they're busy. But on the other hand, busy also becomes an excuse to not go. And there's where the other three reasons come in here. Okay. They say they're busy, but when really what they're saying is they're shy, right? Maybe they're new to the group. Maybe they're just a shy personality. And they're, look, I don't want to, you know, go on this thing and, uh, you know, I'm just shy about it. I, you know, they, they just, they're not comfortable in crowds. Uh, they're not comfortable with, um, you know, large groups of people, whatever that may be, take that into consideration of maybe why somebody is not signing up before you, before you just kind of push them to the side and say, Hey, uh, you know, they're weird cause they don't want to come on the youth events. Maybe consider that they're shy or they have a thing with crowds or uh, a thing about new people right? Or new environments. This is something to consider. Uh, the second reason they may tell you they're busy, but they're not, is they're afraid. They're afraid that they're going to be the only one there without somebody with a, with a friend. They're afraid that, uh, you know, that whatever the context of the event is, they're just not going to fit in with it. Uh, they're afraid they're going to look like a failure. They're going to look dumb, right? They're, they're, they're just afraid that they're, they're not going to click with people, uh, they're going to get put in a wrong room with people that they don't want to be in a room with. Those are real things. Those are real fears that kids have. And the last one, they say they're busy is because they're worried it will be lame. Now, listen, you got to be honest with yourself and say, do I plan lame events? And should I or should I not be shocked that kids are not signing up for this because maybe the last event did not go so well? And that's something, right, that you as the youth worker have to say, look, I can do this better. Uh, I, I don't want to make lame events. I don't think any of you set out to s create lame events. I did not <laughs> set out to create a lame event. It's, sometimes it was though. And, you know, we have to then, you know, that's the important thing about including students in the planning of the event so that they understand, you know, the event and, and why they're participating in those things. And, you know, it can't just be, uh, you know, you come out of the lab with this great idea and then you pitch it to kids and then you say, look, I just expect you to trust me. I say, listen, it's better to have a lot of people, not a lot of people, but enough people to help plan from the student end of things and the volunteer end of things to help plan so that you have leverage uh, of helping the, the, the kids will be on board with it before you ever announce it. So if you don't want a lame event, maybe add some other people into it who would, uh, who, whose ideas and thoughts would benefit the event and then uh, allow people to get excited about it. Uh, they'll get excited about it because they planned it and then they, they get people uh, also participating. Okay. These are all valid reasons in the eyes of teenagers. You have to just, uh, just say, look, that's the deal. And your role as the event creator 
is to put those fears or concerns at ease. That's what you're trying to overcome, right? Shaming or making kids feel guilty are not good tactics. They're just not. And, and there's things that, those are things that youth workers should not use to get kids to sign up for event. Guilt or shame or those things, not good. It's not great because let me tell you what, you can guilt and shame a kid into a lame event. Now you've done double damage because you've guilted and shamed them into it. And now the event was terrible. So that's completely 100% on you as the youth worker. So you, you just have to remember that. Okay. Um, so you have two choices then. Put out a sign up sheet and hope for the best, right? Cross your fingers or get kids signed up by thinking of these students and their deepest concerns of why they wouldn't want to go and then working hard to overcome them. Now, we're going to move into another segment here. Okay. We've addressed the reasons why they're not going to go. But my friend Ryan Latham says in, in the book we wrote called Prepared for Impact, I'm going to put a link down in the description below, that if you're interested in planning and strategy and those things, this is a great book for that. And uh, Ryan says in the book, he says, kids don't sign up, they get signed up, right? I believe getting kids signed up in this way is the only way to make sure your most significant events like camp, mission trips, outreaches, those things, or your big event, you know, your big youth meeting of the year, whatever that may be, you know, that you're getting kids signed up for it, not just hoping kids are going to get signed up, is going to be the deal. So then how then uh, does one get kids signed up rather than just putting out a sheet and saying, well, here you go. Hope it, hope it works. <laughs> um, there are several strategies you can use. And I'll get into those in just a minute, but first let's, I want to, and once again, I'm going to describe this to you. If you want to see the, the photo of it, of what I'm about to share, I'll post it over in the Facebook group where you can go leave your comments on it and tell me if this is uh, still true, but imagine an X, Y, uh, graph, right? Uh, basically it's an L you have the line going down, uh, which is your X and then Y going, uh, the other way, right? Going, uh, is the is, X is your vertical and Y is your horizontal, right? And, uh, the, uh, X part of that is the who's going. And then the Y of that is the quality of the event. Okay. So, and your success in determining that is going to come like this. Okay. So first of all, you have to determine what will make the success, uh, your event successful, right? Uh, you have to choose something that's measurable. Fun is not a measurement unless you're going to do a private poll or ask each person if they had fun, which is subjective, and then expect them to be hundred percent truthful because sometimes kids, God bless them. They will save our feelings. They will, they will, uh, they won't hurt our feelings. Some will, uh, but some won't because they're gracious and kind, uh, and say, Oh yeah, it was fun. And then they go away and cringe and, and cry into their pillow. But you have to remember what is going to make this event successful. If you don't start there, uh, your chances of your event being successful is probably not gonna be great. So here's some things you need to think about. Okay. Is your, is your, uh, the, um, thing that will determine the success of the event. Is it the number of students attending, right? How many are showing up? Is it the number of new students attending, right? It, it, you may not have a lot of the regular kids, but you may have a bunch of new kids, right? That if that's your goal, if it's an outreach, right. And your, your so-so kids kind of bail on it, but a bunch of new kids come, 
Well, that could be a determining success. What about the quality of connections made between students, right? Well, how would you determine that, right? The quality of the connections. Well, if you see new kids mingling with the older kids, right? The old kids or the, or the established kids. Well, then that might be a good measurement there to say, look, did you make a friend? Did you get along with people, right? That's another thing you can measure, right? Fire ready aim is a terrible way to start planning an event. And when you decide what you're shooting for, then you can move forward with planning. So let's talk about the two things that I just mentioned as part of this XY, okay? Who's going and quality of event, okay? So let's talk about the quality of the event. You have to work on the quality of the event because if you don't, kids are gonna sniff it out. They're gonna know if you're not ready, not prepared, uh, all those things. So what goes into the quality of an event? Well, the purpose of it. Why are you having the event? What is its purpose? If it does not have a purpose, well, you know, and once again, fun is a purpose. If you say, look, we're going to go bowling, that's fine. It's, that's the purpose. We're going to go bowling and we're going to hang out and we're going to have fun. If it's anything beyond that, you say, well, look, we want to reach kids for Christ. We want to, uh, uh, you know, go to this country and expand your uh, your knowledge of this country and of people and make you more empathetic towards people, uh, whatever that is, right? What is the purpose? Uh, uh, you know, an, another thing that goes into quality of event is, will it be fun, right? Challenging or unique, right? One of the things I did with my kids is we uh, did a D now. And one of the things I put as part of the retreat, something they had never done before, which was a ropes course, which is a high ropes course. And it was a blast. The kids had such a good time that weekend uh, because I gave them something unique and I gave them something that was a challenge. Uh, another thing you want to put into the quality of the event is how will this event benefit the youth ministry, right? Am I doing this as just random and just kind of throwing something against the wall? Or is it saying, look, is this, is this going to propel the youth ministry forward? Is it going to deepen our fellowship? Is it going to grow our youth ministry, right? Uh, what is the cost? Does the cost reflect your economic makeup of your youth ministry? Some things can be too expensive if you're looking at the dynamics there. The quality of the event, the price of the event, right? You can go anywhere from free to a mission trip is $1,500, right? So is there a cost? Uh, will you have fundraisers, right, for kids to do? Or, you know, or are you saying, look, you got to completely put this out of pocket? Once again, that can determine the success of an event. If kids don't have the money, they can't go. So you have to price appropriately. Uh, does the event have or need a name, right? Is it a yearly thing? Is it something you're doing, right? Uh, which goes into the, the next question is, is this a one-off event or are you trying to build a tradition? So which in that case, you might want to give it a name. Uh, I think, you know, uh, you may not want to call the random bowling thing. Hey, we're going to go, uh, we're going to be the alley cats. Welcome to the alley cat event. That's a that's a terrible name, uh, and you should not name those things. You say, "Look, we're going, we're going bowling." Okay, um, so those are the things that you go into the quality. Quality of event also depends on things like the marketing of the event, the design of the event, and the buzz you build about the event. All those things go into the quality. What you believe the quality of the event is. Now you move into uh, the that was the the why of the axis there, it, and that is the uh, uh, the why. So we go into then the X, which is the who's going. I hated this question when I was a youth pastor. My response was always, it doesn't matter who's going. It'll be fun, except fun in the eyes of the student was based on who was going. Okay. And I missed that in translation. Okay. I eventually figured it out, but 
initially it's like, well, why would you want to go? It's, it's, we're going and it's a church thing and Jesus and love and people and just go. Why are we having a problem here? And, uh, you know, the, the rule used to be, uh, sign up the most popular kids and the rest will follow. Now, listen, I don't entirely believe this is true anymore because popular has its different connotations. Uh, there is still something to it, but I, but I think you could expand that list to who's the most fun and maybe the most fun isn't necessarily the most popular, right? Uh, you, who brings the fun wherever they go? Who's joyful, right? You want to have some people that, you know, maybe they're leaders, maybe they you know, uh, you know, when you get leaders to participate, right? Uh, your students who are part of your team and say, look, if they're going, well, if they're going to determine and say, look, it's important enough for me to go, well, maybe it's important, you know, uh, if it's important enough for them to go, then it's important enough for maybe to me to go. And you, you give kids a chance to kind of weigh that out. Um, you know, and think about your adult leaders. Some kids will come not because you're going the youth pastor, but because some of your leaders are going and they are rock stars. They're phenomenal, great people and they build great relationships. And so they're excited that they get to spend a weekend with, uh, some of your leaders that they don't normally get to spend time with. You know, nobody wants to come to an event where there's only grumpy adults telling them what they cannot do. You want to bring some people based on your event that's going to match up and say, look, I have the, I'm bringing some great leaders here and you guys want to spend the time with these guys. They're going to be leading the Bible study. They're going to lead worship. Uh, they're going to ride roller coasters with you, whatever that may be. Now, let me get into some other things here. That, that kind of wraps up that part. But now this final part is uh, building excitement for the event. And one way to do that is to build scarcity, right? There's only going to be so much room, right? If you only have so many seats on a van, you can only take so many people, right? So I, so you, you basically say, look, I'm going to go ahead and flash up on the screen. I already know I got these leaders or these kids. And be fun thing, I used to, you know, do things where I would put like a a bus or a van or something up on the screen, and then I'd put people's faces there, right, to represent, you know, what they were seating. And then I'd say, well, hey, look, we got this many people going. These are who who's going. Uh, they've already committed their money. Uh, they've already, you know, committed the time, and they're going. And so there's the faces, and there are the empty seats. So kids begin to see that, you know, and say, okay. Um, time's running out. It's so many time and I got to get my money in. And I used to do this thing, you know, for ski trips, uh, especially or camp. And, uh, and it built a little bit of sense of excitement because they saw, uh, the bus being filled up graphically, right? They saw the physical faces there that were on there and they begin to think, ah, oh, well, I could be sitting next to so-and-so I, you know, that'd be fun to sit there with them. And, you know, you kind of get that vibe going. Okay. Um, and if an event uh, signup is not going well, by the way, it's okay to cancel the event. If you know you need X amount of kids to, to pay for it or to make it what it needs to be, it's okay to cancel the event and just go back to the drawing board, right? Ask more questions, get more buy-in. It's better to cancel the event than waste time and money over it. Uh, if the event bar is low enough, like taking kids bowling, like I said, or, or to the movies or and four kids show up, go. Go to it. You don't have to have 25 kids go to the movies. Some of my best events, by the way, I've had were with small groups of students. And I'm still friends with those students today. Numbers aren't the only factor in a successful event. 
but you have to go back to what you're trying to accomplish with the event and decide what your measurement of success will be. It can't always be about the numbers. It has to be relationships and is it fun and is it unique and do I get to spend time with some kids that I normally don't get to spend time with. The worst thing to do is cancel an event that, that some kids want to go to, right? Uh, but because you think there's not enough people to it, now these other kids are disappointed. Once again, if it's a financial thing, completely understandable. You just can't do it. But don't cancel a bowling trip because you have four kids going. Four kids is great. Go with them. Have a ball, right? You know, do yourself a favor. Save yourself uh, some stress, right? Don't just put out a piece of paper and pen and say, here it is, sign up. Before you invite kids to the event, First, decide what success is. Number two, decide why you're doing this. Number three, work on the quality of the event. And number four, work at getting students signed up. Talk to those kids that you want, want to get signed up and say, look, I really think this would benefit you. I really think you'd enjoy this. Uh, I think you'd get a lot out of this. Those are the things that I used to say to students. And you get students signed up by asking them and saying, look, I would love for you to go. I think you'd have a great time. I think you'd meet some new people. Once again, going back to the original uh, of why kids are not showing up, right? If they're afraid, say, look, hey, so-and-so is going to be there. I think you'd get along with them great, right? Uh, you know, they're worried it's going to be lame. You can tell them it's not going to be lame because you're going to help me plan this thing. Help me to make it lame-proof. Guys, it, sign up is tough. No, I don't make it sound easy at all, but the, I hope that these ideas and these thoughts and these, these secrets and these tactics are going to help you make your events a thousand times better. And uh, that's it for today, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Be a part of the show today. Be sure to go over to Facebook.com, Youth Ministry in Motion Group, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about sign-up. Talk about your favorite sign-up strategy. I would love for you to share it. Uh, other youth workers would benefit from it. Maybe there's something in here that you said, hey, totally, totally on board with that. Love it. Uh, you know, or maybe you have questions. Say, hey, do you have some other ideas? Well, we got some youth workers over there in the Facebook group who would love to help you uh, have better events. And as always, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job and you're going to get better at it. Be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Trust the Lord, pray, be patient, and give yourself some time to get better at something, okay? All right, that's it for today, guys, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.